You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I am Blair Angulo, joined by national analyst Brian Doan. It is Thursday, October 15th, and we are moving on in our midseason progress reports, looking at different Power 5 conferences. Next up is the ACC, and that means Brian is on the show to talk that, and maybe a little bit of soccer later. I know that our viewers love to hear Brian Doan's soccer <laughs> thoughts. First of all, Brian, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Blair. Everything's good. We're in the swing of the high school season, seeing a lot of prospects, which I'm sure you're doing the same. So it's a lot of fun. This is the fun time of year. And your phone has been blowing up. I, you know, we were getting ready to record and and I heard you say my phone will not stop ridding. And I think that's going to be the case here as we make that run towards the early signing period as well. Yeah, a little, a little teaser. It was somebody calling saying somebody's going to commit somewhere on Saturday. So, Ooh, <laughs> you know, a little you know, nugget there for Brian. If we're done with this, I'm going to be chasing that down. So, okay. Okay. So, watch out for that Brian Doan scoop uh, later this week and obviously a commitment on Saturday. Make sure you check out 247sports.com for all the latest there. If you're watching us on YouTube, like this video and subscribe to the 247 Sports YouTube channel. Brian, let's get going on our ACC midseason progress report. Who is flying right now in that conference? Who is passing with an A plus or even an A? Who's really, you know, standing out? Yeah, I know it's I know it'll come to a shock to a lot of people, but right right now it's Clemson, right? And it makes sense. Clemson's the dominant program in that conference has been for a while. And even when you lose the coordinators, Brent Venables and Tony Elliott, who are now head coaches, Oklahoma and Virginia, respectively. They really haven't lost a step. And and what's impressed me with Clemson is again the quality of kid they're bringing in. And you know, going off straight memory, they have 20 commits right now. Usually I don't feel like they're this far along in recruiting. Usually, usually they're they're waiting on some kids and kind of make that push to the end, but they've done a really good job. And it, it starts with their quarterback, Christopher Vizina, you know, a kid out of Alabama, five-star kid. You know, if you look at the composite, number two quarterback, number 19 prospect, but they've done well in Alabama because they also have Peter Woods, defensive lineman who, again, you know, five-star kid. Clemson just has that lore, Blair, that when kids go there, they they either really connect with the coaching staff and, and the players in the program, or they think, oh, that may not be for me. But, you know, aside from them, also in the top 100, Vic Burley, the defensive end out of Georgia, Harris Sewell, you know, the offensive lineman. Again, he's number 84 in the composite. And to me, it's just the quality of class continues to be there. And you wonder, you know, you don't wonder, but you know, Clemson runs the ACC. There's a team that everybody's chasing. And it makes sense because every year at this time of year, we're talking about they're either going to make a run or in this instance, they're pretty far up there right now. They're the top class in the ACC, number eight overall. And I really don't see anybody catching them, to be honest. 
Yeah, and remember, Clemson made an adjustment in this recruiting cycle. Dabo Sweeney never was about the offseason official visit, right? He was bringing in prospects during the season instead and wanted to maybe hold off on, on hosting prospects. Well, they changed that up this year. They had a lot of uh, of, of recruits come on campus for big visits uh, and really, I think, changed the, the focus and the emphasis on, on certain positions. And obviously, that's paid some dividends. Let's move on to our next category, Brian, who has shown great effort? Maybe not uh, an A grade so far if, if we're breaking out the, the red Sharpie, but maybe a, a school that is that is doing really well right now in recruiting in the ACC. Yeah, and, and this is a little bit, I, I think it'll surprise some people just in the sense of they're not as maybe flamboyant or involved with the elite tier kids is in the past, but North Carolina is still doing, I mean, they're, they're doing a really good job and they're doing it just the way North Carolina should do it. Recruiting within a certain radius of campus, they're doing really well within the state. They got a bunch of four stars in the state. You know, Jabron Harvey is a big time edge guy. Rico Walker, the, the receivers, Christian Hamilton, Chris Culliver. You know, I like Tad Hudson, the quarterback. Um, I know people are kind of does he throw the ball down the field enough? But I, I think he could be an accurate guy running the offense the way North Carolina wants. Tyler Thompson, an edge guy who we just bumped up to four stars, who just has some ridiculously good senior film with his burst. And they're doing really well in Virginia again. They, they have four stars with Kavion Keys, a linebacker who they got away from Penn State. You know, it was a, it was a North Carolina Penn State battle. It looked like at the end, Joel Starlings, the defensive lineman out of Richmond, and they also got some solid prospects out of Virginia. Paul Billups. Nolan McConnell, Julian Randolph, who's a, to me, is a really good tight end, a one-time Vanderbilt commit, and Vanderbilt did a really good job of finding him and getting him committed before a lot of people knew about him, and then he wound up flipping to North Carolina. He's an athletic kid who can flex out. He can get down the field. He shows a willingness to block. So to me, you know, you're used to North Carolina being involved with some of the five stars and some of the big names within this state and within maybe a a 250-mile radius. They only have one of the top six players in the state and so maybe they're being slept on a little bit but it is still a really strong class yeah i think what stands out to me about north carolina and their efforts in this recruiting cycle is that 88.4 average per commit rating right so that would line up as a hot as a high three star which is is really good right across the board if you have 19 commitments and they're all in that borderline four star in in the average sense uh with eight four stars already in this class uh it really kind of shows uh, that that they have been bringing in a lot of quality in, in this group and, and obviously a couple months to go into the early signing period to improve on that and, and speaking of improvement Brian, let's move on to our next category. Which school has maybe underwhelmed or maybe which school still needs some work to do as we make that charge towards mid-December? Yeah, I think for me, it's Florida State. And Blair, you and I have been doing this stuff a long time. And you're used to Florida State being a top 10 program when it comes to recruiting, especially with all the talent in Florida. They have a national brand name. And and I know that suffered lately because they haven't been as good as maybe they traditionally have been on the field. But it's Florida State. Right now, they're sitting there with 16 commits. They're 16th in the country. Now, the last time, now they're still on pace for their best class since 2018 when they finished 11th, which is not too far long ago. But you also understand that, you know, the standard of Florida State is not where it needs to be. They've done a good job recruiting within the state. They got nine kids from Florida. 
Also, the line of scrimmage is big. They got five defensive linemen, edge types. They just had a big win a few weeks ago with Hakeem Williams, the receiver out of Fort Lauderdale. You know, number four receiver, 22 prospect overall. You know, they also have Kendrick Falk in there, another kid from the state of Alabama. He's a top 100 kid. Lucas Simmons is a borderline top 100 kid. Roderick Henry, Keith Sampson, Blake Nicholson, a kid from out your way. So they are getting some real good quality. And right now with 16 commits, there's room for more, but you want it to be a little bit more. You want them to really be getting those elite kids. I mean, Hakeem Williams is the top rated receiver in the last six or seven years to commit to Florida State. And if Florida State is going to challenge Clemson, you know, and make sure that Miami or even NC State, the way they're playing right now, doesn't pass them, you have to continue to build on a recruiting front. And to me, I'm really curious to see how they finish this cycle. Yeah, I remember last year, Florida State had a commitment from the number one overall prospect, <laughs> Travis Hunter, right up until the the National Signing Day ceremony where he flipped to Jackson State. So, you know, maybe a little bit of, of uh, residual effect, maybe you could say, right? Maybe there's been, a, in a way, a slump be, well, because of that. I'm not sure if, if that fact is into the psyche. You- when you look at it, the thing that was amazing about that was Florida State never seemed to be worried. Even when Travis Hunter was going to go visit, I think it was Georgia, they never seemed to be worried. They always thought, okay, that's what he's going to wind up a seminal. And, you know, in seeing Travis at events and, and talking to him and other people talking to him, you got the sense he was, oh, you know, he loved Florida State, but boy, to get beat like that and, and lose him the way they did to, to Jackson State, it's tough. And in the world of recruiting, it makes other people say, hey, what happened? And it, and it gives them, puts them in the public a little bit, maybe for something they don't want to be in there for when it comes right. to Right, yeah, there's recruit. there's that question mark that kind of hovers over the situation yeah. and other recruits look at that, right? So it's going to be interesting yeah. to see how they close out this 2023 yeah, and, and, and I'm not. I'm not upset about or or disappointed with where they're at. I just have higher expectations for Florida State and they need to push to, to, you know, I'd like to see them challenge for a top 10 class. Yeah, only two in the ACC right now, Clemson and Miami inside the top 10. So Florida State trying to make a push as well. We're going to continue our conversation on the ACC midseason progress report. From a recruiting perspective, you are listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast, Blair Angulo joined by Brian Doan, National Analyst at 24-7 Sports. We are looking at the ACC schools and offering our midseason progress report 
from a recruiting perspective. And let's move on to our next category. Brian, who do you like as the surprise? That could either be a good thing or a bad thing. Maybe a shock development for you in this recruiting cycle among the ACC programs. Well, you know, Blair, I'm Mr. Positivity. So our, if, there's one thing, <laughs> if there's one thing we know, and I'm sure we're going to get into this later in our soccer talk, we're going to give you a couple minutes. I know the fans love to hear your thoughts, but if there's one thing we know, Brian Doan is Mr. Positive. I am. And so I look at Louisville and what Louisville is doing. They're sitting there at 19th in the rankings right now. And, you know, we spoke earlier about the quality of commit of, of a program and how that really shows. And for me, Louisville, that's perfect. When you look at the ACC, they only have 15 commits. They're sitting 19th. I did some research. You know, you go back to the beginning of the ranking stuff. If Louisville finished 19th, be their best finish in recruiting rankings. Um, 2011, I believe it was, they finished 26th. So you look at that, they're three and three. They're one and three in the ACC. And they got to hang on to this stuff. And Blair, there's four kids out west that you know pretty well. But before we get to them, you, you look at what they have left on their schedule at three and three. They play Pitt. And then they have five straight games to finish the regular season against ranked opponents. Wake Forest, James Madison, who's a very good program now, Clemson, NC State, and Kentucky. Those are not, you know, there's no gimmies there. So we'll see if they can continue to hold on. But as you well know, kind of the core and the centerpiece of this class is at St. John Bosco out in Bellflower, California, in Southern California. And it's the quarterback, Pierce Clarkson, you know, DeAndre Moore, receiver, Jalil McLean. You know, and, and also the Williams kid who's the cornerback, Aaron Williams. You know, you're talking about three guys there who are, you know, four-star prospects. Can you make sure you hold on to them? And then on top of that, you know, yes, Louisville's active in California. They have that connection. They're active down in Florida. But who's the top player in their class? Ruben Owens, who out of Texas, who happens to be the number one running back in the country. So you're really looking at some offensive talent. To me, you got to make sure if you're Louisville, you hold on to these guys and finish the season, you know, strong, show these kids the belief that the program is heading in the right direction. But I, I'm, you know, I remember writing a story early on about how Louisville was top class in the ACC. And they had a, a lot more commitments than other programs. To sit there at 15 commits, which is not a lot right now, and still be the number four team in the ACC, that's impressive when it comes to quality depth. Yeah, a top 20 class nationally. And Brian, when you look at the big states nationally, right, that are producing talent, you automatically think Florida, right? You think Texas, you think California. Georgia has now ascended yeah. into, into that stratosphere. 14 of Louisville's 15 total commitments are from one of those states. They're either from Texas, Ruben Owens. They're either from Florida or California or Georgia, right? So Louisville yeah. is doing the right thing by going after some of these blue blood states per se. And in that sense, though, it comes with, you know, a challenge in a way, right? If you don't produce on the field, those same prospects are going to be very attractive to other other programs. And our, our colleague, Steve Wolfong, loves to break out his spatula, right, and call this spatula <laughs> season there down the stretch heading into early signing period. And if this team maybe isn't performing up to the level that it's recruiting at, maybe recruits will have some second thoughts. Maybe recruits will begin to ask questions and maybe other programs will now start to pluck away at some of the high profile prospects that are committed to Louisville 15 
amazing commitments, a top 20 class, and they're doing things obviously really well right now in what they're calling Flyville, which is, you know, in a way, a kind of a recruiting uh, movement uh, by, by Pierce yeah. Parson to get a lot of prospects to to join him there in the state of Kentucky. Let's wrap up. Brian, with the, our, our last and final uh, category, at risk of failing. So this is red alert. The sirens are blaring. We need a, a quick turnaround uh, or things are going to go downhill. Who, who do you got? I don't know if a quick turnaround is going to be in the offing for any program at this part of the recruiting cycle. But, you know, I'm disappointed and and I wanted to see more out of Virginia in this cycle. We understood that there were a lot of hangups when they were hiring Bronco Mendenhall's replacement. And in, especially with Bronco just resigning when a lot of people didn't expect it and then having to start a search and, and they've got Tony Elliott from Clemson. And so you understood why 22 could be a little bit of a struggle. But 23, it has not gone the way you want it to go for a new coaching staff. And I understand that you're a little bit behind in building the relationships, especially at Virginia, but they have 12 commits. They're 13th in the ACC. They have one, you know, listen, Cameron Robinson is a really good player. And to be honest, if you're playing Division One, you're a really good player. But it's all about where you stack up against other kids on the field also. They have one player in the top 25 in the state of Virginia committed. You know, Penn State and North Carolina are doing really well in the state. Oklahoma came in and got Caleb Spencer out of the state. And I understand maybe not getting top 10 guys, especially when you first got the job and you have to build those relationships and fewer and fewer kids want to go somewhere and be part of a rebuild. It seems like more and more want to go to something established when you're the high-end kid. But it goes beyond that. It's... I don't feel like they're connecting as much as they should with the high school coaches, with the kids in terms of the 23 class close to campus. You know, I I don't get, usually when kids leave campus, you get a warm, fuzzy feel. A lot of the times the answers are more mechanical when you're talking to kids after Virginia visits. So Virginia's doing what you should do. They're going out and evaluating the senior class, looking at a lot of senior film. They just offered two kids out of South Carolina. And in both instances, it's their first power five offer. And that does not mean they're bad players. You know, you know, Blair, as well as I do in this day and age, everybody wants their class 95% done by the start of training camp. So a lot of good players are still left on the field who maybe develop as seniors and and late development guys. And so now UVA has to go out and look at those guys and figure out who fits in. I was just hoping for for more buzz. When you when you have a new coaching staff, your your recruiting class, you know, should be buzz. And even if you look at 24, Virginia Tech down the road has done an incredible job of getting the top players in the 24 class in the state of Virginia onto campus for games and having them be excited. And I, I just don't feel that same excitement right now with Virginia. Yeah, there's usually a honeymoon period right there after a new hire gets made because yeah. uh, there's a lot of anticipation, a lot of buzz within a program. And there's usually a recruiting boost that takes a program from what it is to what it can be. And I think recruits love that, right? They say, oh, in three, four years when I'm there, when I'm playing, when I'm a starter, uh, this program's going to be on a different level. And uh, we just haven't seen that from the Cavaliers. 12 commitments, 13 among those 14 programs in the ACC. Brian, that's 
pretty much it. You handed out our grades in the ACC midseason progress report. Professor Doan strikes again. Now put on your other hat. You are our soccer correspondent after all. So let's shift (laughs) gears from the ACC to the World Cup, which begins in five and a half weeks, November 20th. I'm sure you're going to be on the show a a few more times before then. But on a scale of one to 10, give our listeners an idea of where you stack up right now in excitement level. Six zillion. <laughs> I mean, okay. listen, Blair, this is, this is so great on so many levels where because of the timing with it being in Qatar, the games are in the morning. Well, now I'm going to have to get up a little early to watch some of them, but I'll be able to work. I'll be able to watch games. The U.S. is in it, and I don't have lofty expectations for the U.S. I know everybody's thinking they should get out of the group, and I understand when you have Wales, Iran, and England, um, you think you should get out of the group. And one thing the U.S. has shown is they may not perform their best all the time, but they do find a way to do things, whether it was you know winning the Gold Cup, winning the Nations League, qualifying you know, by, you know, in third behind Canada and Mexico in the group. But I'm really curious to see how they play, how they play on pitches that should be really nice instead of some of the bumpy stuff that you see in CONCACAF. Is everybody healthy? I'm watching Gio Rania the other day in Champions League, and he's just so good with the ball. And for the life of me, I can't figure out why the U.S. cannot develop a striker who's reliable to put the ball in the net, a number nine, if you will. You know, and, and then we watch the friendlies, and I'm kind of ambivalent with the friendlies just in terms of it didn't work some of the formations they used, but maybe you use those formations now because you're seeing if you can use them in the World Cup. Not that you're gonna, but maybe you can rule it out. So people overreact a lot to things. I know that shocks you. So I don't want to overreact the two friendlies, which were just awful to watch, to be honest with you, other than the fact it was U.S. soccer, which I love. But people complaining about Berhalter trying to plug players into a system instead of understanding what each player can do and kind of molding the system toward that. I mean, where have you been for two years? I mean, this is what he does. And so my guess is they'll come down to the Iran game, which is the third game, probably needing a win to move on, not a not a draw. And we'll see what happens from there. But I'm just overall excited because, you know, when you're when you're involved in sports for a living, and I've done that for three decades, a lot of the fan in you is, you know, just removed just because it's it's your job. But it doesn't work that way for me with the U.S. soccer team. So I'm, I'm really jazzed up about it. Six zillion, Brian Doan said. So <laughs> five and a half weeks to go until the, uh, until the World Cup. And Blair, the, Blair, I'll just say this. I'm, I'm so excited for the World Cup. I'm willing to get up before 8 a.m. to watch games. That that speaks everything that we need to know, and that, and that obviously speaks for itself. Brian, it's been a pleasure as always. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Blair. All right, that is 24-7 Sports National Analyst Brian Doan. You can follow him on Twitter, at Brian Doan. For Brian and our producer, Lance Glenn, I am Blair Angulo. Thanks so much for tuning in to this edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast.